This episode is brought to you by TravCP. TravCP is a black-owned travel company with a vision to position Africa to be the number one tourist destination in the world. TravCP currently does this by marketing tourist destinations in Africa and connecting tourists like yourself to tour guides, experiences, and destinations in Africa. To book a tour guide or destination in any African country, visit at TravCP on Instagram and send a DM or click the link in TravCP's bio on Instagram. Now, TravCP is spelled T-R-A-V-C-P, TravCP. Today, I am joined by two amazing guests. One is Buchi. Buchi finished from Covenant University with a BSc degree in political science. Is currently um, the president of Law Students Society in Abwat. Basically, he's a lawyer. Now, I will explain why Buchi is on our podcast today. Our second guest for today is Mojisola. She's an highly accomplished and seasoned professional with over 10 years of experience in banking and real estate. Most of all, she's a strong believer in the new Nigeria. Now, they were both last-minute guests, meaning that I recorded this podcast with them a day before this podcast is being published. And this was on the 22nd, I believe, of of October 2020. I basically was going through my stories. One, first of all, let me start with Moji. Moji basically responded to one of my stories via Instagram speaking on nigeria because as you may know nigeria is in a situation at the moment and for someone like me i keep posting on either solutions or like anything that has to do with the protest because i'm a protester yes i'm part of people that were protesting on the road <laughs> um that's one peaceful protester i might say or i should say that's one two for buchi um buchi i was going through his stories on whatsapp and he, and he shared some solutions as to what we can do using the law, using the constitution. And it seemed very new to me. And I mean, I'm like, really, is this really true? Or someone, is this somebody else spreading fake news? Because there's been a number of fake news from the um, from the government. They've been trying to discredit us. So I now asked him and now, you know, probed further. And here goes us coming together to bring forward this podcast to you to enlighten you on what we can do to not just end SARS but end bad governance in Nigeria, the steps we can take as citizens of Nigeria. So enjoy. Welcome to the Big Dreamers podcast. I am your host, Defisayo, an award-winning travel blogger, a tourism promoter and strategist, and the founder of TravCP. This is a safe commute created to empower big dreamers to dream bigger through the inspiring stories and life experiences of top influencers, industry leaders, and entrepreneurs. The theme for this season is empowerment. This is, I swear, everything you said, Elsa, the thing went up. I was like, wait, that is, this is real. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I need to find out who the developers of that app is. It's not American, some American guys. I need to find out whoever, you know, if it's, a, if the Americans, I need to know, I mean, it, it, it's just good for, to know for a start, you know, then we can deal with, with other issues as they arise, mm-hmm. but this is actually very, very disturbing. Inter- I mean, 
very disturbing. Like, why? What's their interest? Why are? Why would they do that? Mm -hmm. All right. So Moji you is know? currently yes. Moji currently just joined us. Kindly unmute yourself, and I will just continue this conversation and introduce what is going on to our audience. So for those who are tuning in. Um, if you don't know, I already currently, um, what's the word now, record my podcast using Anchor. We, myself and my guest, that's Buchi and Buchi, tried using Anchor to, you know, kickstart the, the session. And guess what? Anytime we mentioned answers, our recording went, like, it's, it, it got turned off. And this was on several occasions, about three times or four times. So it is confirmed that the word answers is a, is a trigger to stop our recording. All right, Moji, I, can you confirm if you can hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome. All right. So for for those who do not know what NSAS is, I was trying to explain before um, during our previous recording that this is a movement that started around two weeks ago. Today makes it two weeks. Today Thursday. Um, it actually started from Twitter, and it was you know, in fact, Butchi, can you share more? Do you understand why this actually started from Twitter? I think about two weeks ago, um, first of all, thank you for having me here, Fisayo. It's no a privilege and an honor to be here. Mm -hmm. About two weeks ago, a, a video surfaced of um, officials of the um, SARS mm -hmm. when they took a person's vehicle, a young guy's vehicle, a Lexus vehicle, and I think they shot him. Mm -hmm. And the video surfaced on the internet and that, of course, sparked up some rage. Mm -hmm. And everybody started talking, you know, about it. Mm -hmm. um, of course, as usual, people thought, you know, the government and everybody thought this, those are just Twitter warriors, mm -hmm. um, as usual. But somewhere, somehow, I think we, we had had enough. And people took to the streets to protest, you know, saying we want an end to SARS. But I also think that SARS at that point wasn't just, it wasn't just the, you know, the object of SARS. It was at, SARS actually now represented, a, it was now a metaphor for everything that is wrong with Nigeria. Talking about bad mm -hmm. governance, police brutality, mm -hmm. um, you know, generally. So, so mm -hmm. that, that's really why the protest started. It started off as people saying we do, um, you know, end police brutality, end SARS, but eventually it um, snowballed into a lot more than that. Awesome. Thank you very yeah. much for that light. And Moshi, do you want to say something? Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that you know, it's actually more than just ending stars per se. It's everybody is just tired of the way things are in Nigeria that we deserve better and we should, you know, you know, speak our mind, express. So it was it's not really about that, oh, we want everything to change immediately, but we've just wanted to express ourselves to say enough is enough. We're tired and we just want to change. All right. So for those listening, thank you very much, Moji, that do not understand why this is, I believe Buchi's and Moji's explanation should suffer. So this happened two weeks ago. I joined the protest on Sunday, last week, Sunday. I also joined the protest on Thursday and I joined the protest this Sunday. So basically what this means is we were all out there peacefully protesting, meaning that we don't have guns. An average Nigerian does not have guns. We don't have like, like gun is not licensed in Nigeria. So we don't have guns. So everybody went out. In fact, I've never seen, I've never seen this much unity in Nigeria like I've seen in these past two weeks. We, we saw people donating money to 
to basically contribute to the movement. We raised over 46 million over the internet. We got support from both local and international community. The, the CEO, Jack of Twitter, you know, also rallied around and said, okay, let us help raise money through Bitcoin when the Nigerian government, um, what's the word now? What did they do to the accounts that? Froze, froze bank accounts. Yes, they froze you know, a lot of bank accounts, accounts that were used exactly. for fundraisers. Exactly, thank you. So now these monies were used to pay for ambulances. We had lawyers come to volunteer their services. Now, what, what are these lawyers doing? A lot of protesters were taken to jail, taken to police um, police offices, and we had lawyers come and bail them out, volunteer, like volunteering their services. We also had medical professionals also volunteering their services. But when it was serious, of course, we had to get ambulances. So we had use this money for that. We use the money for to also provide food. I'm not trying to explain to an average person that doesn't know what is going on here in Nigeria that is currently listening to us. So this is what the protest was like, it was peaceful. Everybody basically singing the national anthem, asking, asking for change. We were, we were tired. And as, as um, Buchi and Moji said, it now snowballed into not just the NSAS movement. It's snowballed into wanting a general change in Nigeria. And are from the government giving us deaf ears. On the 20th of October, 2020, they did something. They ordered the army, the Nigerian military, to come and kill innocent protesters here in Lagos, Nigeria. And that day, I was in shock. I, I, I know they said that the army was going to come out, but like, the, the, I mean, everything is worse until it actually happened. And they killed innocent protest, protesters that do not have guns. My dad said they don't have guns. They were sitting down on the floor, someone kneeling down, singing the national anthem, while, and they were even holding Nigerian flag while they were being shot at by the Nigerian army. Now, Buchi, when you first heard the news, what came through your mind? I mean, I was quite devastated because it, it, it's, it was just unthinkable, you know, that the military will open fire against unarmed civilians and even citizens. You know, I, personally, I've always been of the opinion, and actually that's the way it's supposed to be. The military is not even supposed to handle any form of civil unrest or, you know, even be found within the Nigerian state. They're generally supposed to be protecting the borders. But at this point, when I saw the video and I saw them shoot at unarmed civilians, my natural human instinct just moved me to tears. Mm. But beyond that, as a, as a, as a lawyer, I, I can't help but think about the Geneva Convention on the Rules of Engagement, which basically says that even in the time of war, the military, a, a soldier is not allowed to shoot, you know, the adversary if the adversary has laid down his weapon. That's what the rule of engagement says in Geneva Convention, and Nigeria is a signatory to the Geneva Convention. Mm. Yet we had the military open fire at unarmed citizens, civilians on their knees with, the, with, the, with our national flag and singing the national anthem. I mean, it, it, it's, to say the least, it was, war, it was a war crime and it's, it's mm -hmm. just inhuman. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable, unthinkable. But unfortunately, it really happened in Nigeria. I, 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 would, I was thinking to myself that, you know, while growing up, we heard about the World War I, World War II, but we never experienced it. We only saw documentaries. But I feel like I'm living through a war. Um, 
like I don't know, I would, I would call this a world war, but like I'm basically living through war, and that I, it was just like a shock to me. For Moji, what did you feel? What was your mindset when you first heard of it, or were you even there as well? To be honest, it was it was the least thing I expected. Like I can't even believe it. Like I was in shock. I'm still in shock. Like mm-hmm. did this really happen in Nigeria? Because mm-hmm. I know like it's going to be tough, but and and I, I didn't know it's this tough because mm-hmm. this is war. It is war, and the truth is, if we want to conquer this war, we need to be prepared. This is mm-hmm. war. Nobody goes to war and starts saying, oh, where's my gun? Where's... We need to be prepared. These people don't care whether we are children or we are youth. Or... It's like you want to take what I've been holding on for too long. Mm-hmm. So it's a power tussle. Even within themselves, you see the way we watch them on TV, throwing chairs at each other. So now imagine, they are ready to kill. Of course, we can see. They are ready to do anything to remain in power. So now that not you about talking. Said, yes. Now that you I, said I, 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 sorry, I, and if I may add, if I may add, this this killing or the act by the military actually feels very, very, you know, premeditated. Because just hours before the killing, mm-hmm. they removed the CCTVs at the toll gate, mm-hmm. at the lucky toll gate. They mm-hmm. turned off all the lights there, and even the billboard, the electronic billboard that could have shone light on the protest ground. They killed yeah. all the lights, removed the CCTV, mm-hmm. and sent the military there. So that, that's to tell you that you know they, they expected this to happen, and indeed this that happened. It's like I said before, it's just unbelievable. But unfortunately, it indeed happened. Everything you said is true, but guess what? Our leaders are saying it's all fake news. What we saw on live Instagram, <laughs> you said they are saying it is all fake news. In fact, about an hour ago or two hours ago, our president addressed us, and guess what? Analysts have gone through his, um, you know, his address, and they said he gave us nothing. Like it, breaking news, President Buhari said nothing in the nationwide address. Now to yeah. address, to address fake news and to address our politician, our, uh, what's his name, our um, president's, um, what's the word now, address. What do you have to say, Moji? Do you, did you listen to it? To be honest, I don't, I, I'm, I'm surprised actually, because even though, like, I, I don't even know what to say because I'm shocked. Like, number one, it was a 12 minute, um, you know, speech. And we're expecting more from him to even say, okay, I, I understand your fears. And, you know, just to, something from empathy, from that angle as a father, you know, but to the, to the greatest shock, like he didn't even mention it. He didn't even, so that means to him, nothing happened. Right. That's worrisome. That's actually worrisome from, from someone who we see as a lead as a father figure, shocked, and I, I am, I'm speechless. As Nigerians on Twitter will say, he's not our father, he's our leader. We put him there with our, anyways. <laughs> he's our, let he's me our re- employee. 
Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read out what somebody said after after listening to his life. He said, first, Buari was not live. If you noticed, I analyzed the video, it was not live. I, as someone that edits videos, I know when a video is edited. That video was totally edited. It was not live. Number two, he used this term. He used the term so-called protesters, like 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 basically calling us like twats, so-called protesters. Number three, he told the international press to mind their business and should ensure they have all the facts before they talk. Number four, he didn't even say anything about the lucky massacre, like you, you both mentioned. Number five, he come um, he did not acknowledge that anyone died. Talking of which, our governor and our vice president, their words are separate. Governor is saying only two people died. President and vice president are saying several people died. So you can already tell that they are not even reading the same script. They're all confused. Number number six, it said we should stop protesting. That um, that why are we protesting? That we have given that they have given us what we want. Which and hey, now talking of what we want, not what the truth is that for those who are listening, are not Nigerians again. We, when we first week of our protest, they said, okay, well, they will release protesters. They released a few because we created like a five or five demand. Um, one of, on, the, on the list is also ending of SARS. Guess what? They ended SARS, they replaced it with SWAT. Basically, the same people, but different <laughs> names. Um, so, why are we, sorry? I said they, it was renamed. Exactly. They rebranded. Well, just so the change of name. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, to the question, why are we still on the streets? We're on the street because we've not seen actual results. During the protest, we were, people were still being killed by police before the army came out. And then the army came out and you're telling that SWAS, um, SARS and SWAT have been ended. Eh? So now I don't want us to just talk about the problems here. I brought both of um, our guests today because they seem to have solutions. Um, Moji, while going through, well, I put out a number of things on my stories and I said, oh, 20, waiting for 2023 is, is a long time, I beg. We need to do something now. And Moji now said 2023 is not far away that we have, you know, we can start strategizing and start planning um, uh, and, and we should start creating five to 10 year goals. Now, apart from that, you also put on your story, I was going through your stories and you put on your story, you said our help is not from abroad. Now, the reason why that stands out to me is because on my own story, I, I, you know, petitioned both British citizens and British um, people living in London, basically, to sign petitions, rather, um, so that they can yeah. get the UK Parliament to do something about it. Now, when I did that, and I, and the number of people sent me a message that, ah, with all this calling for help from the international body, we're looking at another colonization. <laughs> so when you now said, um, our help is not from abroad, it's from above. Explain all of that and what do you think the solutions are? What, what plans do you think we should put in place? You know, to be honest, we need to ourselves and, you know, if we really, really want solution, it's not a one-man thing. So Modi cannot be passionate about the new Nigeria and all of us are just talking. It's about, we need to get to work. And the truth is, for us to win is a war, like I said, is a battle. It's even bigger than a battle because we need to be prepared. We need to be informed. We can't be saying, oh, somebody was sharing this on Twitter. We need to know exactly what the constitution says. We need to study mm -hmm. it, like download it mm -hmm. or buy it. Even mm -hmm. me, I'm going to do the same because you have to yeah. be speaking from, a, from, the, from the angle of facts. 
you can't mm -hmm. be saying assumption or what one brother said or what your dad said. We need to understand it. So what we are we even also need to know our human rights because many of us don't know. Even me, I don't know it. So mm -hmm. we all need to understand it. We're coming from a place of intellectual capacity. We need to develop this. We need to be ready. We can't just be talking or tweeting. It's beyond that. Even people are saying PVC, mm -hmm. PVC. It's beyond PVC because it is if it's the same set of people are going for uh uh being um what's it called now? They are coming out and repeat the form. So are you saying with your PVC, you can only elect those kind of people? So we need to be informed and we need to be prepared. We need to have a goal. What's the goal for the future of Nigeria? What's our five-year goal? What's our 20-year goal? We need to have it all prepared. How, then we now start, start talking about like the INEC. Okay, what's, what's INEC? What, what are the policies guiding them? What exactly is going on? Where are the mistakes? Until we understand it, we can't even prefer solution. Well, the truth so is, it is what we sit down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we must know the problem then before. Because the truth is, we are all saying they've not edited the constitution since all these years. But the truth is, when it favors them, they edit the constitution. Like for you to change VAT from 5% to 7.5% is in the constitution. It was edited. So we need to know all these things and not just assumptions or maybe what we read somebody. Um, wrote about and just we, everybody needs so we can actually sit down and dialogue and discuss when yeah. you talk about the land use act you need to understand it you can't just be saying oh land use act was enacted in 1973 you need to understand what exactly the land. but those are the issues we don't pay attention to what's important so everybody is burnt now but we need to be prepared 2023 is not far it's 26 months the battle we have to fight hmm, in fact, we need that time. If, if that is even if the time is enough for us to prepare. So we need to get to work immediately. If that's the truth, if 2023 is just around the corner and we will not win the battle from a place of ignorance, we need to be informed. So I, I thank you very much for your feedback. So I'm happy that Buchi is here because he's a lawyer. So he's going to enlighten us on a little bit of things soon. But before we get into Buchi enlightening us on our rights and all of that, yeah. um, uh, what do you think are the action, action steps people can take in terms of goals? You, say, you, kept, you kept saying we need to uh, prepare and set goals. Do you have like, okay, these are the two things you can do. One thing you said is get your PVC. So what are the other things that yeah. people can actually, what are the action steps, maybe five action steps people can take? And the truth is for people that are, tweet, are tweeting and uh, you know, tweeting online, that is where the whole movement started. So I don't want to discredit people from tweeting because the conversation continues and started there. Do you understand? So, sure, sure, sure. But what of course, what brought us here won't take us to where we're going. But of course, it's good to still talk. But what I'm just trying to say that, you know, yeah, I'm sure you get the point. Like, talk is not just talking. We're, we're going to face monsters. So if we really want to win the battle with God on our side, we must still do the work. The political knowledge is very key, so we need people who are going to like, you know, we just need to be prepared. Like, we need to. Buchi is yes, is the lawyer. So yeah, over to you. <laughs> Hold on, before Buchi says anything, I want to um share with people what I, what I read from Buchi's tweet that you know this helped me make the decision to bring him forward yesterday. So Buchi put on Twitter. 
in like I don't know if it was a two two um slight thread or just one. All right, let me just read it out. The first tweet says, "If the National Assembly fails to commence impeachment, okay." Before you said that, please hold on. Let me read the one about Buhari. Okay, let me read that one first. It says, "If the National Assembly fails to commence impeachment proceedings against Buhari, Mohammed Buhari, that's our president." We must invoke section 69 of the 1999 constitution to recall our representatives from the National Assembly of Nigeria for loss of confidence in that member. If we fail to do this, we have a problem. Now, um, when I read this, I was like, is this true? Because I've been seeing a lot of fake news. And that's why I messaged, I messaged Butcher, I said, I said, really? I said, well, send me the um, constitution link. Let me go and check it out because I cannot, I, I, I can't be working. I, I have seen a lot of fake news today for me to now believe like any random thing anymore. So then he sent me the constitution. I also Googled it myself. I went to check the constitution online and I saw that, yes, this is actually part of the constitution. And then the second, um, the second tweet says one third of our registered voters should submit a petition of loss of confidence in that representative of INEC. Let me read that again. One third of registered voters should submit a petition of loss of confidence in that representation in that representative of INEC. I mean to INEC. Now INEC is where we submit our voting cards. So that basically, I don't know, which is going to explain more of that. I think. <laughs> Number two. A referendum will be organized if a simple majority of 51% votes in support, the representative is immediately recalled. Now, it's basically saying that we can recall our president for being president with our votes also, if we vote. Now, I, all of this sounds like gibberish to me. That is why I brought Bochiga to come and enlighten us. What does all of this mean, number one? Number two, what gives you the confidence? Like immediately they, they, they pull the trigger on Nigerians. I lost confidence in Nigerian government. So why do you think our National Assembly, people that are dear, that are currently earning over 20 million per month, I don't care about us. We want to listen to our petition. So Bucci, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, so before I, before I answer your questions directly, I would like to say that um, I also have a first degree in political science, mm -hmm. and I recall that in those days, um, one of the, one of the one of the political philosophers we studied, you know, African philosophers, indeed said that, you know, Africa is working, that the dysfunction of the African state is a tool by the political class to control the masses. Mm -hmm. In essence. The fact that there are bad roads, the educational, educational sector is not working, almost nothing is working in Nigeria. That is actually Africa or Nigeria as it were now, working, but working for them because they are using it to control mm -hmm. um, the masses. Mm -hmm. Now, um, the conversation on rights, you know, everybody has the rights to life, section 33, mm -hmm. um, dignity and all of that. As, um, as Muji said, but particularly to your question and what all of this I have, what I tweeted really means. Now, section 143 of the 1999 constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria empowers the National Assembly to impeach the president if the, you know, um, for reason of gross misconduct. Now, what gross misconduct generally would mean by virtue of the constitution, you know, is not exactly stated. However, 
you know, if you look at the jurisprudence in Nigeria, it now some, you know, you can now relate it to chapter four, which is human rights. So where, for example, the president himself, either himself as the commander in chief or himself as president, will order a soldier to open fire on unarmed citizens, typically should, con should um, qualify as gross misconduct. And based on that, based on section 143 sub one and sub two of the 1999 constitution, the National Assembly can commence impeachment proceedings against him. And if he's found guilty, eventually remove him from office. Mm. But now, because we are seeing that our, the National Assembly, it, it, they don't really understand what's happening in the country. They are not truly representing us, mm -hmm. right? Now, because they have failed to do that, or because they, have, they haven't done that, or let's just say, if they fail to do that, we the people can take the next step. And the next step is provided for in section um, 69 of the 1999 constitution, mm -hmm. which empowers the, the, the people to you know, recall their senators or recall their representatives. In plain English, what that means is, if your representatives in the National Assembly is not representing your interest, right? Yourself and the people in that, in that particular um, constituency can now come together and write a petition to the INEC saying that we want to recall our representatives because we have lost our confidence in them. But I should also say this, that it's supposed to be one third of the registered voters. So which means for you to be able to sign, to sign that petition, you need to have your PVC. So th that's why that Moji's point was actually very, very important. You mean does um, this, this signing, is it e-signing or like we have to submit a paper to them? Well, the way the INEC has really worked, it has, it's going to have to be, you know, um, paper. paper signing. The, the, the way the, because the constitution is really silent on the mode of which we're um, of which we're supposed to sign, but with the way the INEC has run itself so far, it's obviously going to have to be, you know, paper signature. We don't necessarily need to go to we don't necessarily need to to go to INEC to sign. You know? If mm -hmm. we can, you know, we can get one third of the of the registered voters within a particular constituency. We get them and they sign on a particular paper and we take it to INEC. And it yes. is tagged as such that, yes. that this is to recall mm -hmm. that this is to recall our representative. Now INEC is, is now going to receive it and they will have to validate that uh, petition to ensure that you know it was indeed signed by people within the constituency and all of that. Once INEC verifies that, INEC will now subject, you know, basically subject that petition to referendum. And that referendum now basically is just like another mini election process. I see. It's like a yes or no vote. Basically, um, calling everybody within the constituency, should we recall this person, yes or no? If the people say yes, recall, if um, the people say yes, and the, I think the the number is supposed to be 51%, which is basically 50 plus one, a simple majority. 
I'm using these synonyms. So whichever one you, you can relate to, you can use, you know, just um, work with that. Once you have 50 plus one, or you have 51% of registered voters within that constituency, voting yes, that they should recall that particular representative, that representative is immediately recalled. Immediately, he's, he leaves Abuja or wherever he is, and he comes back to his village. Right, so then I INEC would now have to... Okay. <laughs> that, that's fine. <laughs> INEC would now have to conduct another election for okay. you know, a person to replace, that, to replace that representative. But I would imagine that at this point, we, um, I, I would imagine that at this point, the voters or the electorate that just recalled that particular representative would have already identified the particular person that will go to the National Assembly to represent their interest. But of course, because we know that this, this battle, we are going against, quote unquote, principalities and powers, mm -hmm. and the people we are going against are, are quite, you know, they are quite much. We can't just hope to recall just one senator. We need to recall as many as possible and get as many people in there that mm -hmm. would actually represent our interests so that even within the National Assembly, we can be able to lobby ourselves to get, you know, right. two-third majority mm -hmm. of, of, of votes within the Senate or within National Assembly generally, so we can be able to impeach the president because that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to impeach the president because he has, you know, he has committed, quote unquote, now gross misconduct based on section 143 of the 1999 constitution. First of all, thank you for that education. This, this, should, this should be taught on, in secondary level of every school, <laughs> number one. Number two, <laughs> we have about 10 minutes left um, for those listening while we're currently using Zoom. Um, this particular process is just to impeach senators, is that right? It's to recall senators. So um, generally, um, the nomenclature is different. That's the, the language we use legally is different. So to recall, the um, you recall your senator, but then the senators impeach the president. All right, so that's one. So when you say constituency, you mean like, for example, you mean like a local government? No, not necessarily. So there are federal constituencies you know, for at the Senate level, and of course at the House of Representatives, House of um, Representatives level, mm -hmm. there are about 109 senators, senators in the Senate, and about 360 uh, members of the House of Representatives. Now, for example, I, I, I'm not sure where you are from, Fisayo, mm -hmm. and but Lagos. Let's work with Lagos. Let, let's say Lagos now. Lagos, for example, would have about two or three senators. Okay. representing constituencies. Sometimes constituencies may be, you know, a combination of three or four different local governments okay. and the local government areas. And then you, you know, that forms one constituency and then you have one, one um, senator representing that constituency at the national, at the Senate. Then, right. you know, usually, usually you, if you say three local governments, to one senator, you'd most likely have like now have like five local governments, or rather two local governments to one member of House of Representatives. So basically, three. What I'm just saying, simply saying is that 
three local governments can form one constituency. It depends on how the constitution arranges it. Okay, I'm asking because you know what it is, but not the average Nigerian do not even know what it means to have a constituency or who their constituency or who the, who the uh, who their leaders are for their constituency. So now you just explain it that three, I mean, a constituency can involve three local governments. So it's just for us to go and do our research. Who is our leader in our own constituency in Ikeja or whatnot? That's number one. So if we say that we're not satisfied with... Perhaps, perhaps what we can even do, so sorry to cut you, perhaps what we can even do is to help them out with that with, with that research. Mm. Because, I mean, myself, myself, I'm willing to do that, to, mm. to get out the list of all the, all the senators, um, mm. you know, and the representative and the constituency they are representing so we can mm -hmm. be able to identify them because awesome. we cannot back down at this point we need to move forward so the first step is results. to thank you the first step is to recall our um senators and also rep members that are not representing us or are not doing their job currently in the national house of assembly that's the first step right i'm just trying to because we're trying to we're going to be wrapping up soon based on the time limits we have and I want to make sure we have an action plan before we end. So the first step is to recall our senators. Is that it? The first step, I, I would just like to redefine that. The first step will be to demand of our of our representatives mm -hmm. that they impeach the president. And if they don't do that, if they will now. They, if they don't do that, then the next step will be to recall them because they are not doing. They are not representing our interests. They are not doing what we told them to do. Okay, so if how many what's the time limit? No, for example, when you want to, when you decide to sack someone, you say, Okay, I'm giving you um, one, one month in you or one month notice. So, almost in notice period. So, if we say, Okay, please sack our president within the next is it the next 10 days? So, is there like is that does it is it included in the constitution anywhere? No, the constitution does not, um, section 69 um, precisely does not give any time frame for that. If we say okay. today that we want to recall, recall our you know our representatives today and we commence the process today and we complete it today mm -hmm. the only thing is that it's going to take um INEC, i think about it maybe 30 or 90 days for them to for them to conclude preparations for the referendum and indeed have the, re the refer referendum <laughs> all right so i'm just trying to think about the process for us to first of all get our president to I mean, if he doesn't listen to us, Tofa is not listening to us to impeach, to get him impeached, we have to get the buying of our national assembly members, which at the moment, they, they currently, that's why I was asking, why do you have faith in them? But I mean, you already said that, okay, if they don't do what we want, we can also have them recalled. And the process to have them recalled is by getting at least a one third of people in the constituency to vote, yes. to basically to sign a referendum. To, to, to sign a petition. With, yeah. To sign a petition, rather, thank you, to... Uh, recall your representatives after which when they are recalled we now have to do a referendum to bring in somebody that we trust in right yes. and this process looks like it's going to take one year two years already from the way the government sees they like to run slow they don't run anything fast no there's a statutory time for it and okay. it ideally shouldn't take more than you know five to six months okay. because for that for the for that petition to for the referendum to hold, I think the INEC has about has a maximum of 90 days, you know, and if they if they fail to do that, then we can go to court on that. How we long can, we can court, go to court on court. How long is it going to be in court for? Do you the, think the truth is court? that no, the truth is that I think at some point 
it's even though we are very much you know desirous to have to get the outcome i think it's also going to be a win if they, they see that we now understand our rights that we understand that when they don't represent us that we go for them I, I, I think I think at the very least, that is even a win at this point in time. At the mm. very least, whether or not we achieve our aim, at the very least, this is uh, this is a plus. Mm. So anybody that is going there now will know that this Sorosoke generation, Woo! the mobile phone generation, yes. that we are not here to play. Yes. That we know is the is the digital age. Information has spread across, and we know our rights, and we are willing to enforce it. So now, so now, if there is a delay from the point of the court, mm -hmm. now the judiciary now, I would expect that the judiciary now will actually not, not even that because they, they, they actually take, um, you know, they try to hasten or expedite, you know, all these um, cases that have to do with election and all these things. So even if it goes to court, mm -hmm. it, will be, it will be concluded within another 90 days. Okay, so we have like two minutes days. left. We have two minutes left. I don't want us to end without Moji saying something. Um, I want before Moji says anything, the action plan now, you said that you would, um, I can also assist as well. Just let me know what you need me to do. So, you know, gather a list of all our senators and all, all the constituents who are under them so people can know what it is, who is representing them. Number two, I think, I don't know how can we get people with access to the constitution and how can they also understand? Because you won't break it a few sections down to us and it's even sound like, like, <laughs> sound like further must to me do you understand so i feel like we need a lot of lecturing on, on that aspect of its own but that the, the actionable step for now is the constituency leaders that you just mentioned and if we can find a way to get people access to i, I can do my part i have like a, a community a travel community i can always share the link that i have um of the constitution but i mean is there another action plan that we can that you can mention in next 30 seconds but before would you say something in fact, in 15 seconds, I'll say this. What we can also do is even draft a, you know, a, give, give a, do a draft or petition so that anybody that wants to, wants to sign the petition again, you know, to recall their own, their representatives, they just yeah. need to go and put their name and start putting signatures. I think oh, okay. we, we can as well do that. So, hey God, one minute. <laughs> now that you said that, when, now that you mentioned, mentioned petition, petition can only be done in like on paper. So I was asking if you can do it online. We can't do it online. Nigerian INEC only accepts paper, like you mentioned. So what can we now do in that area? We, we, we will draft it. People just basically need to print it and then start signing. That's just it. And then, we'll draft it and and then scan people. to everybody and then sign. And then it continues exactly. that way. Okay, Moji, we have 30 exactly. seconds and then this, this call will end. Do you have anything to say, Moji? Moji? Ah, 30 seconds. Can we do? All right. So for everyone listening, um, thank you for joining. I would share more of the action steps at the ending or at the closing of this. Moji, 30 seconds. Oh my God. I don't think she's here. Anyways, I don't know if you can hear us, Moji, but I, I guess I'll take What I'm saying is, in all we are doing, we should involve God and we should remain focused and we should just take action. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Cheers. All right, guys. All right. So, because I don't want you to listen to this podcast and leave confused, 
I want you to listen to this podcast and think of actions you can take. I asked Buchi, please, can you once again summarize steps people can take um, as citizens of this country in terms of what we need to do basically to end bad governance based on his advice? And this is what he said. In fact, let's even, let's even, let's even be real with this thing. Even lawyers are upset with what is going on. They are tired of the madness going on in the country. So all this step one, step two, at, at certain points of, it may even seem, seem far-fetched. It feels like, we're just, I'm just overlaboring you people with information. Their lawyers are around. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, their, it's lawyer's job. All you simply need to do is just to tell the lawyer, oh, we are tired of this representative. He's not representing our interest. The lawyer will write a petition. Write the petition. All you have to do is just to come and sign. And then the, and monitor the process from there. Full stop. Any other gibberish that have been, every other process that have been saying since, that you don't even, you don't, you don't even need to bother yourself with that. All you need to do is, oh, we want to recall our representative. A lawyer comes, draft it, you sign, full stop, the process starts. It's actually that simple. Alright, so I guess the action plan now for you listening is to get a lawyer in your constituents. In your constituency rather. You know, I'm getting I'm getting I'm mixing the word constituent and constituency. Alright, so you get the point. So that's the action point. That's number one. Now the second thing is this addressing Nigeria seeking help from the international community. Moji shared with me this video on Instagram and I'm going to share with you at least 1 minute 30 seconds of the video so that you can hear the same thing I heard. Alright, so here goes. Okay, we do everything to keep sub-Saharan Africa where it is, also impoverished. It's absolutely vital for the prosperity of everyone else. So let's get clear about that. Okay, and this means all the economic structures, all the global institutions, and the economics we teach everyone is all designed to keep Africa exactly where it is. And whether it is Europe or US or now China, it's always the same. We need Africa to be impoverished because we need those raw materials and we need them dirt cheap. Okay, so that's the message. It doesn't mean to say that there's nothing Africans can do. Of course there is. Okay? But this is the opposition that they're fighting. This is what it's about. Because if Africa does do something different, I assure you living standards of all those in Europe and North America and Asia is going to fall. Okay? And all right guys listening to that of course that is worrisome and that is already enough for us to think on and that is enough for us to brood on i'm like our enemies are plenty hey you know what as my usual self i'm thinking what is the solution what can we do now of course if you can't think of a solution if you don't know what the problem is now we've identified what the problem problems are we've already shared one at least the first step Based on Bucci's expertise, I told him, and basically gave us what we can do for in case of Nigeria. Now, I want you to listen to this four minute piece from Bucci as well, and then we end the podcast from here. 
Well, in terms of international relations and um, what's going on in Nigeria, I think I think there's a, there's a theorist that said that the developed countries would claim to give aid to Africa, to Africa, or to developing countries. You know, but even while they are giving the aid, they hope that you never rise. You know, that you actually never develop. Mm. Because the day you develop is the day you stop needing their aid. The day you stop needing their aid is the day you stand up to them. And you start, you know, asking for certain rights and all of that. Um, but, but I should also say that I'm... Sometimes I don't like to dwell on the politics of um, things because it can get really dicey at a certain level. But I have, but I would usually um, try to look within within Nigeria now and say, okay, now in Nigeria, if we were going to start manufacturing, where do we start from? Or if we're going to to try to solve our problems. Where do we start from? Which is a very important question that we need to answer. And for me, the answer usually would be our steel companies. Yes, oil is good. Oil was good for America. But much better than oil, even in American history, was steel. It was steel that, that, that they used to build America much more than oil. That's why you had the railways, you had the even the buildings, the high-rise buildings, those skyscrapers. Most of them have steel in them. You know? But here we are in Nigeria. Now we have acknowledged that we need we need railway. We find ourselves importing we find ourselves taking loan from China to to build railway. Then we still find ourselves getting, you know, expertise from China to come here and build the railway. Then we still find ourselves importing the iron, the steel that we are using to, the, the steel that we are using to, to, to do the, this thing, the rail. So at the end of the day, you see that there is so much, um, you know, the, 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 the what's it called now? There is a very big leakage in our system that we need to fix. Refinery may be good. Yes, the refinery is good. But the, the steel that they are using for to build the refinery, where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? They've imported steel. The Delta Steel Company, which is the, which was bought over by, um, by was it, Sunni Vaswani, Owner of premium steel. When he, he bought he bought over that he bought over that place and you know that place originally was built to be to satisfy the meet the steel needs of the entire West Africa. But it's lying fallow. So at some point, yes, it's the we can blame the developing the developed world for permanently trying to keep us down. But much more, we need to blame ourselves for indeed 
staying down all right guys so i'm going to end with this let us not stay down let us continue to fight let us not give up we started this protest with our phones let us continue with our phones all way possible that's number one number two get a lawyer in your constituency if you're not happy with your your senator that is leading your constituency get a lawyer to um, draft the petition and get people to sign if you're a registered voter you have only you must be a registered voter with a pvc so you use your number your lawyer will basically advise you on what you need to take but this is giving you action steps on what you need to do and at the top of it we, we have to continue to wrestle in the spirit yes we need to wrestle we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and power so we have to keep praying and that was Modi's advice to us. We are continuing adding everything over to God. Nobody expected that this would happen. I did not expect that Nigerian youth will be this fearless. Will come out on. I mean, I saw people, and then it strengthened me to even come out as well. I came out on the third day or so, and that was on on Sunday, the first Sunday of the protest. So the point is, we didn't see this coming, and that was because our prayers have been brewing, has been has been cooking up this moment. Um, our prayers will continue to take us further. So let's continue praying and please let us take actions. Whatever information will come up of this podcast in terms of my action step um, with Bucci, as we mentioned, we want to create a, um, a worksheet so that you will also know who your, cons- your constituency leader is. Feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter to keep up to date with that information. At Defisayo. I am at Defisayo on Instagram and Twitter. So if you want to follow Bucci, Bucci is at Bucci spelled B U C H I O F U L U E. Again, B U C H I O F U L U E. That is on Instagram. So you can start from there and you can follow up on other platforms by DMing in. And if you want to follow Moji, Moji is at M O J I dot real estate m-o-j-i dot real estate now real estate is spelled r-e-a-l-e-s-t-a-t-e now you can spell defisayo at t-h-e-f-i-s-a-y-o so feel free to dm us if you want to follow up on all of that all of the things we have discussed in this podcast please don't forget to share this podcast let the conversation continue do not let this conversation stop share this on twitter instagram whatever platform you currently use i'll see you in my next episode till next time do not forget to stay awesome stay inspired peace